sushi. Basic instinct. A straight couple is having sex. Then she begins stabbing him in the neck, face, and chest with an ice pick. Next morning, Detective Nick Curran arrives at the lavish mansion with Gus Moran. The victim is an aging rock and roll musician called Johnny Boz. He died at around 2 a.m. He was a contributor to the mayor's campaign. Even so, Moran finds cocaine in the room. Boz's girlfriend is Catherine Tremell. Curran and Moran visit Tremell. They find Tremell's friend Roxy, who says Tremell's at her beach house. The police find sports cars in Tremell's driveway. She tells Curran she was having sex with Boz, not really dating. Tremell left the club with Boz, had a drink at another club, then they went home separately. Tremell then throws the detectives out. Curran goes to Dr. Elizabeth Garner's office for his counselling session. He says he hasn't had a drink in three months. No cocaine or cigarettes either. She says she still misses him. Boz was stabbed 31 times. No prints, no forced entry, nothing stolen. Regular ice pick used. He leaves $5 million. No direct survivors, no criminal record. Tremell is a suspect. She double majored in literature and psychology at Berkeley in 1983. Estimated assets of $110 million. Tremell writes novels. Last year, she wrote one about a retired rock and roll star who gets murdered with an ice pick and scarf by his girlfriend. Dr. Lamotte is on the Justice Department's psychological profile team. Either the author is the murderer, or someone wants to harm the author by incriminating her. The killer had to have planned the crime years ago, with the book as her alibi. Dr. Lamotte says they're dealing with someone very dangerous and very ill. The district attorney says there's no case but Tremell has no alibi. The DA says she also has no motive. Even so, Tremell was the last person to see the victim alive. At Tremell's house, Curran sees newspaper clippings about him. A cop is cleared in a tourist shooting. Tremell says she needs no attorney. She antagonistically smokes in the car, saying writing fiction teaches you to lie. At the station, Curran says Tremell's waved her right to an attorney. She boldly lights a cigarette. She says she never tied up Boz. Then she says white silk scarves are good for all occasions. She used drugs like cocaine with Mr. Boz, crossing her legs to reveal no underwear. Her psychology degree means she likes playing games. It didn't hurt when Boz died, because she wasn't in love. 
It was about her pleasure. She met Boz because she wanted to write a book about a retired rock and roll star. She wants to take a polygraph test. No blips and no blood pressure variations. Curran drives her home. She reminds him that she doesn't wear underwear. In the rain, she skips up the garden path, heels in hand. Curran unexpectedly orders a Jack Daniels, the first one for three months. Lieutenant Walker thinks Tremel's innocent since she beat the polygraph. Curran thinks she's guilty. Marty Nielsen from Internal Affairs calls Curran shooter and relishes that Curran's drinking again. There's almost a fist fight between them until Dr. Garner splits them up. She and Curran then leave together. Curran rips her clothes and they have sex. Garner says she met Tremel at Berkeley where they shared some classes. She asks why Curran's suddenly so violent. Curran says he needs a cigarette. Then she throws him out. There was a murder at Berkeley in 1980. A professor, Noah Goldstein, stabbed in his bed with an ice pick. Tremel was there at that time. Curran follows Tremel's black sports car to Hazel Dobkin's house. Dobkins was released from San Quentin Prison July 7, 1965. She was arrested for homicide January 10, 1965. Gus tells Curran there was a dead psychology professor, Dr. Noah Goldstein, who was Tremel's counsellor. Curran goes to see Tremel. She's using Curran for her next book. She asks Curran what it feels like to kill someone. He says it was accidental. She presses a drink into his hand. He asks about Professor Goldstein and Hazel Dobkins. One was her counsellor. The other helped her understand homicidal impulse. Tremel provocatively alleges Curran was on cocaine when he shot the tourists. Soon, Tremel's breathing heavily close up against Curran's face. Tremel says Curran will make a great character. Curran asks Garner who's been accessing his file. She says it's Nielsen. Curran angrily goes to Nielsen's office asking how much Tremel paid him for his file. Curran is forcibly restrained. Curran's drinking and watching TV. Garner arrives and they yell and scuffle. Garner says she was forced to give Nielsen the file. Nielsen wanted Curran fired. Nielsen's been killed. Lieutenant Walker asks for Curran's gun and sniffs at it. Curran's then interrogated about his psychiatric file. Garner defends Curran, saying she saw him at 10pm. He was sober and expressed regret about the altercation with Nielsen. Afterwards, Curran thanks her. Garner says Tremel was creepy at school, and tells Curran to get some rest. 
Curran's preparing the ice for his and Tremel's Jack Daniels. He has a cigarette, and she wants one. She knew he'd start smoking again. She provocatively asks for coke with her drink. She presents him with a copy of The First Time by Catherine Wolfe about a boy who killed his parents. It was written years after her parents died. At Boz's nightclub, Curran follows Roxy into the men's restroom. Roxy straddles Tremel in a stall where they're doing cocaine with someone else. Curran and Tremel are then having sex beneath a big mirror. Tremel scratches Curran's back, drawing blood. She produces a white silk scarf and ties him to the bed. They embrace once they've finished. Roxy appears and warns a naked Curran to leave Tremel alone. Later, Tremel says Curran won't learn anything she doesn't want him to know. He says he'll catch her and that he's in love with her. Gus thinks Curran's being stupid sleeping with Tremel. Curran starts walking home from the bar and Tremel bounces him off the roof of her car. He drives after her and they chase around the hilly San Francisco streets. She loses control and drives off an overpass. Roxy's found dead inside. Garner introduces doctors Myron and McElwain. Curran's being psychiatrically evaluated. When asked about his childhood, Curran becomes hostile and leaves. In front of a roaring fire, Curran and Tremel discuss Roxy's death. Tremel then describes a brief lesbian encounter she had at college with a Lisa Oberman. Roxy once killed both her brothers with a razor, but Curran has his doubts Tremel killed anybody. Gus thinks Tremel's manipulating his friend. Curran tells Tremel he found no Lisa Oberman. Tremel says it was Hoberman with an H. Curran checks Hoberman on the Department of Motor Vehicles database. In 1987, the license was renewed by Elizabeth Garner. The photo from then is of Dr. Garner. In 1983, the photo is of Dr. Garner with blonde hair. Curran confronts Garner about Tremel. Garner says she slept with Tremel once. Garner was then hounded by Tremel after that. Tremel copied her hair and dressed just like her. Garner calls Tremel evil and brilliant. Curran says it was Tremel who copied Garner. Tremel then says she even filed a report with campus police about Garner. Curran checks this out, but the file's still out to Nielsen. Curran thinks Garner killed Nielsen because he knew about Garner and Tremel being lesbians together. Soon, Tremel's stripping to the waist for him. They have sex, then discuss writing. Tremel says if a book's going to sell, somebody must die.
at Selena's Medical Center. Curran asks after Garner's husband, Joseph Garner, but he was killed six years ago, shot on his way home. No suspects, no motive, unsolved. The police find Tremell's college roommate. She knows all about Tremell and Hoberman. Curran's just been unexpectedly dumped by Tremell. Gus heads up to suite 405, leaving Curran in the car. Gus is attacked with an ice pick. Curran finds Gus covered in blood. Curran soon holds Garner at gunpoint. Curran tells her he knows about her husband. She won't show her hands, so Curran shoots her in the chest. Later, Lieutenant Walker asks Curran why Gus and Garner were there in the first place. At Garner's apartment, the police find a thirty-eight caliber revolver. There are photos of Tremell with Boz, Tremell with Manny, and Tremell and Garner at college together. The thirty-eight was the gun that killed Nilsson. Tremell's waiting at Curran's house. They have sex. Afterwards, she asks what they do next. Curran says they do it like minks, raise rugrats, and live happily ever after. She says she hates rugrats, but they have sex again anyway. Underneath the bed is an ice pick. Starring Michael Douglas, Sharon Stone, George Stunza, rated 18, directed by Paul Verhoeven, released in the UK 1992, runtime 2 hours 7 minutes. <laughs>